2: Hey Chargers fans, do you have thoughts poking you in the back of your head about what Anthony Lynn did last game? If you have a question or hot take about the Chargers that you'd like to tell us, you can send it in through the new Guilty as Charged mailbag. To get your question in, leave us a review including the question on the Apple Podcasts page for the show. We'll be checking the reviews regularly and answering them ASAP. You could ask me to clarify my opinion on Josh McDaniels for the 20th time. Or ask Steven which Utah Ute player he wants to overdraft in the second round. Tyler can even write you a soliloquy about Young Wei Koo and how he represents the Asian community if asked nicely. If you don't have Apple Podcasts because you're a loser and your friends make fun of you for having an Android like me, no big deal. You can also email the show through chargepod at gmail.com or participate in the monthly Patreon
3: Q&A. Give us your hot takes. The world is your oyster. Bolt up! Hey, Chargers fans, if you're listening to us or watching us on YouTube, I just wanted to start with a very quick bit with me explaining how this works. We have representatives from Charger Chat, Locked On Chargers, Chargers Brawl, and the Guiltiest Charge podcast here today to represent potential coaching candidates. Alex will be Jason Garrett. Stephen will be Brandon Staley. From Locked we have Daniel as Arthur Smith and John as Eric Biennemi. Uh, from the Charger Chat podcast, we have Kevin as Urban Meyer. And finally, from Chargers Brawl, we have Jake as Robert Sala and Dan as Brian Dable. I will completely mess those names up as I go, so I apologize. <laughs> I will be asking uh, all of them the same two questions to start before we switch and I ask them more uh, candidate specific questions. Uh, some of these guys have taken on the persona of their candidate and will answer like their candidate would. It's less of a personal opinion and more of a candidate specific response. So, Kevin may not agree with how Urban Meyer would respond to a certain question, but he will try to answer like him. Um, I will be asking serious questions. Um, However, however, they answer them is entirely up to them. Uh, Who prepared the best for this interview? Uh, I don't know. I guess I'll find out soon enough soon enough. Um, All right. So let's get into it. Uh, We are no longer ourselves. I'm no longer Tyler. I'm Tom (laughs) Telesco in three, two, one. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Telesco of the Los Angeles Chargers. Hiring a brand new coach is a difficult process, um, but we're fortunate enough to have all of you somehow meet on Zoom at the exact same time. Um, Apparently, everybody was free today, including Brian, who was able to find the time to Zoom with us while coaching an NFL game. That's pretty incredible. Impressive. Uh, Yeah. Gentlemen, we are looking for specific answers. I'll be asking specific questions, but I'm not looking for a specific candidate. So without further ado, let's get into our first question. And our first question is this, and it's for everyone, and we'll go down the list simply this, what is wrong with my team? Identify what you think are one of the one or the one of pfft, one, <laughs> one or two of the most glaring issues with the Los Angeles chargers. And I'll start with Brandon. Yeah. So I think, you know, just from an
4: outside perspective, I think, you know, there's a, a lack of attention to detail specifically on special teams. Uh, that's something that I've always prided myself at, at, as a candidate and, and, coaching the Rams and the bears and, and Uh, Even before that at John Carroll University, you know, when you're coaching a little D3 school like that, you really got to focus on the details. And I think that's something that I would be able to bring to this franchise and and specifically help this team, you know, get over the hump in terms of winning the AFC West and and uh, contending for a Super Bowl. All
3: right, Eric, how about you? Eric Biennium, how are you doing there? Uh, <laughs> for
5: some reason, I felt like you were talking about one of the real names. I, I totally did not react to my own name. <laughs> well, I feel this team doesn't really take practice serious. I feel like they don't maximize their personal experiences that they learn from practice from yesterday or the next day. And I feel that shows in their game tape. So, I feel this team needs a better adjusted practice routine, especially when it comes to training to prevent injuries and to be ready for the next Mm -hmm. game. When you saw with your previous coaches, whether it be Mike McCoy, Anthony Lynn, or whoever, that this team was not ready and they did not adjust well to game situations. I feel having a coach that can prepare for games and using practice as that way of preparing would help this team a lot.
3: Very nice. Um,
2: How about Jason? well you know some of the things that i look uh, at with the chargers is the first thing is you got to have that high powered offense uh, and right now the play calling just doesn't benefit the offense right now right uh, you know talked about things with justin herbert uh, and getting better play calls for him uh, and the second issue is injuries you know uh i the only under 500 season that i had in dallas was when we went four and 12 and tony Romo and des bryant and many main contributors got hurt Uh, so you look at the chargers, you know, they have a lot of talent that's been just held back by injuries like Derwin James, unfortunately, Joey Bosa, you know, you just want to get that offense and defense going. And I think if we, you know, have a little bit better strength and conditioning luck, and we implement a bit more dynamic offense, like we did in Dallas, I think you can get this team right into playoff contention.
3: Very nice. Thank you, Brian. How about you?
1: No, I got to shoot straight. Uh, This team just lacks accountability. Uh, Ever since I've been a coach back with Bill Belichick, I mean, there's no excuses. And you look at this team, there's a lot of excuses. And you see a lot of mistakes happening more than once. Uh, My job is to teach folks how to do it. And you look at this team from my past. I've been a wide receivers coach, a quarterbacks coach, a tight ends coach, offense and defensive side. I got to teach these players how to do their job. And then I expect them to do it. And right now, this team, it looks like, does not know where to be or how to do it. That's my job. I see your team. You guys have so much potential. but you need somebody to take the reins and take over.
3: All right. Uh, Hey, Arthur, how about you?
6: Well, for me, with this team, the two things I've seen are game planning and finishing. I think that's a big part of the Chargers problem right now. And I think whether it's going into the game without a reliable game plan, whether that's making halftime adjustments and being able to bring that into the second half, This team has a problem, and I think with finishing, you're talking about not just finishing games, finishing halves, finishing in the red zone. A lot of points left on the table from this team, whether it's special teams, whether it's coaching and just having, you know, drives fizzle out in the red zone. I think those are big problems with this team, and as a former offensive lineman for North Carolina, I can tell you that the offensive line is also a very big problem. Very nice. Urban. All right. Well, the first thing I want to say is that I'm here to chew bubble gum and kick ass.
7: Um, I'm all out of bubble gum. Um, and a secret I'd like for you guys to know is I've never chewed bubble gum. I'm here to only kick ass. So I think the biggest thing you guys need is to win football games. And if you look at my record, I'm 187 and 32. That is only one win less than your current coaches for your stint with the Chargers. So if you want a winner, a real winner. I don't know why I'm talking like this. I don't know why I'm going all South, but I'm, I'm urban Meyer. I can do what I want. Hire me for your coach. Let's go. Game on.
3: Very nice. Robert, last but not least. Well, Tom, first off, before I
8: answer your question, I want to thank you for this opportunity to uh, come on here and interview to be uh, the Chargers head coach. And I just wanted to make one thing perfectly clear. You know, some people may look at me as in your face, yell, rah-rah personality. I think that that's a misconception. You know, uh, Hang on. Hang on one second. Tom. Yeah, honey. Yeah. uh, There's a piece of flimsy bacon on, on my, on my breakfast here. What do we talk about this? Winners don't eat flimsy bacon, (laughs) crispy bacon on the table or I'm putting you on the bench, but no, seriously, Tom, uh, I think that we have a lot to really look forward to with the talent on this team. Um, Creatively, I can get the most out of all the players that are on this team. You can't just simply rely on your stars. Look what I did with the injuries that were in San Francisco this year, but I was still collectively out of my second stringers, my third stringers. I was still able to get them to produce. I can bring that type of mentality, both offensively and defensively.
3: Crispy bacon. (laughs) That's great, Robert. What's wrong with the Chargers? (laughs) (laughs) Crispy bacon. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, very nice guys. I appreciate your answers. Very great answers. I'll certainly take all those answers into account. Um, the next one, um, we really value the coaching staff that we have. And we feel like our last head coach was a little bit too particular, let's say for certain staff members and holding on to them a little bit too long. So we want to know that the staff you're bringing with you, I know you can't guarantee who the staff is right now, but I just want to get to to, uh, figure out. I want to know from you guys, Talk to me about your preferred staff just on offense and on defense. And one reason why each guy is the right candidate for the job, Jason, I'll start with you.
2: Uh, I mean, you know, you look at what I had in Dallas. uh, I love Chris Richard a lot and, you know, bringing him in as a defensive coordinator, I think would be a great voice for this team. You know, he's a potential head coaching candidate in this league. Uh, But, you know, he didn't have a job this year because of the staff changes at Dallas I think he's a great guy that you can plug in at D.C. Uh, and as for offensive coordinator, I think there's a lot of guys you can plug in around the league. I personally like a lot of what Brady has done in Indianapolis, uh, and he's done a great job coaching the quarterbacks over there, reviving Phillip Rivers' career. Uh, and I have a quarterback background myself from Princeton, uh, and I think that you know bringing him in, uh, you can work a lot with Justin Herbert, develop him, uh, You know, and he's done great work with three different quarterbacks in a row uh, with Andrew Luck, Jacoby Brissett, and now Phillip
3: Rivers. So I think he's a great fit for offensive coordinator. Very nice. Uh, Crispy Bacon, Bobby Sala. How about you? So coordinator-wise, Tom,
8: uh, as far as just offensively and defensively, you know, I spent a lot of time under Gus back when he was the head coach in Jacksonville as a linebacker's coach. I know his system. I know the way that he utilizes Derwin James to the best of his ability. Me going from one Bosa brother to another, uh, that would be something that I would be, very enthusiastic about as far as utilizing him to his best potential. But again, the pieces that we have in place defensively, I really like what Rob Miles has in, uh, instituted in that secondary offensively. Got to give it to Pep Hamilton. Uh, for me, from the defensive standpoint, I could use all the offensive help that I could get. Shane Steichen, I know, is on contract with you guys for 2021. But having these collective minds together, I think that if we just adjust certain things here and there, I think that we can get this on track. Very
3: nice. Brian?
1: You know, this coaching staff is okay, but it could be better. I think for me, I could bring in some offensive mind. I could bring in some swag that can get this team in the right, way, in the right place. To be honest, Robert Sala, I'd love for you to be my defensive coordinator once you don't get this one and I get it. That would be fantastic. Uh, Pep Hamilton, look, I know how to groom quarterbacks, as does he. Look at Josh Allen, look what he's doing right now. We're at what, 14-3 at half, 14-10 at halftime. I mean, I know how to groom quarterbacks. I've done it for a while. And doing that with Pep Hamilton would be great. Me and Pep alongside Justin Herbert would be magic for this team. Okay. Urban,
3: you have a big one to answer here. Who are you bringing with you?
1: I think that's a good question.
7: Um, I don't know if I want to answer that, honestly. I think what I would (laughs) like to talk about is I'd like to talk about our uh, quarterback competition um and the quarterback for uh the backup quarterback and what I'd like to see is I'd like to bring in Tim Tebow I'd like to bring him in I'd like to have him compete against some of our good uh Easton Stick uh, Tyrod Taylor and see who can really uh muster up what it takes to really uh take this team um up and over the top in terms of a backup quarterback so um in terms of your question uh, I don't think I'll be answering that but um I will answer that question and uh next question
3: appreciate your time thank you Eric
5: well, uh, I feel we need a strong-minded guy on defense, and I feel like I could reach out to ESPN and get Rex Ryan to come off of that lame show and actually join a winning team for once. you never see ESPN be a winning team. That's where they lost all their fan base. And then I would like to bring Brian Dable over, a guy that knows how to groom a quarterback, someone that will actually make Herbert's ceiling become even more of a ceiling. Right now the ceiling's about, I say, a three-story house. I bring Dable, can make that become a nice little skyscraper. I would like to also show that I've been watching all these games, watching Brian Dable right now coach and being ready to prepare to coach against him if he ends up winning this game. And I would like to show that he is a good guy at developing Josh Allen. Josh Allen's moving the ball down the field right now. We're really looking forward to playing against him and hopefully Brian Dable can join us.
3: Unlikely. Arthur. <laughs>
6: So I would say that as far as the coaching staff goes, I mean, I have some guys here on the Tennessee Titans staff that I would think about, but I would definitely want to be an open interviewing process, If I want to talk to Pep Hamilton, Shane Steich, and get on the same page as them. We can look at that option. I'm not going to promise anything because the only thing I want for this team is a win. I'm not sure if you guys know this, but my dad's worth $5.4 billion. So I'm just football all the time. I mean, I don't do this for the paycheck I do it for the love of the game so for me there are a couple of guys I have in mind I'd like to talk to Joe Barry from the Rams linebackers coach I'd love to talk to Rob Mayo with the Patriots another guy I would like to potentially see on this staff maybe give him a little raise but I'm just looking for the right attitude I think defensively we need that attitude we need that edge we need somebody who wants to preach physicality on the offensive side of things I'm sure that whoever we bring in here we can get a game plan together to really exemplify the talent on this team so i want to keep an open mind as far as the coaching staff i bring in but there's definitely a certain winning attitude that i'm looking for
3: very nice last but not least brandon
4: yeah so you know i saw you guys this press release that you're looking for innovation and i think you know that would be something that me and uh passing game coordinator shane waldron could be able to do here for the for the chargers i think You know, that system, that Shanahan-McVay system is is so quarterback friendly. I think Justin Herbert would be able to thrive in that kind of system. I mean, you've seen what it's done for Ryan Tannehill in Tennessee, for Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. I think that would be the perfect system for Justin Herbert. And defensively, you know, I can bring over Joe Barry, my linebackers coach. I can talk to Vic Fangio, my mentor, and, and, you know, work some things out with him in, in terms of other position coaches in Denver and Chicago. And uh, really, I just think that scheme wise, you know the pairing of the Shanahan system and what I've learned through the Vangio system would be you know perfect, cause a lot of problems for opposing defenses and offenses, and I think we'd be able to thrive with the staff that I could
3: bring in. All right, thank you much. Thank you much. Thank you very much, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I like I'm Chinese. Uh, no I'm not I'm. <laughs> um, So're we're gonna, we're gonna get into our candidate specific questions now, and I have to start with Jason here. You are as bland a coach as I can remember, but one characteristic that stands out is your incessant clapping. Talk to me about the purpose of clapping and how it improves your football team.
2: Look, uh, you always got to support your guys. Uh, I mean, if you're not clapping, uh, your ass is going to get sent packing, right? I coached 10 years in the NFL, and that, that's, that's what I did. You know, none of these other guys have coached at all in the NFL. And you know what they have also don't do on the sidelines? They don't clap. If you don't coach in, if you don't clap, you don't coach in the NFL. And that's just, that's just what I got to say there. I mean, you got to show support to your quarterback. You know, some people said Anthony Lynn didn't support Justin Herbert enough. I would, I would be clapping for him every day, hoping I keep my job. So
3: you got to just do that. Appreciate your answer. Thank you. So Robert, you've been someone particular this past year who has taken an injured defense and elevated them beyond expectation. I feel our former defensive coordinator has had too many excuses And needs elite talent to have a good defense. So what is it that makes you more successful than Bradley? I can get the best out of my guys. I know how to put
8: them in the best position to win. uh, Regardless of the fact that we're talking about our starters or our secondary players. We're all in one collective vision to know what the goal is on this team. And I can bring that both offensively and defensively. And I'm just going to end with this. Avoid the clap.
3: (laughs)
5: Mm-hmm.
3: I'll take that into account. Thank you, Brian. Next up. I want you to run me through a two minute drill on offense, answering in whatever way that means to you. You're also muted. Sure.
1: If I was uh, the previous coach, I'd probably start off with a first down run, second down run, third down pass, probably punt it, Um, maybe fumble the punt. Who knows? But that's not me. Um, you look at what I've been doing in Buffalo. You look at the statistics that I have. This offense is humming because of the, because of the emphasis that I put on being putting people on their heels. If you look at the offense and numbers that I bring to this team, it's because I dictate tempo with my team. So I want to have misdirection. I want to have play action. I want to have jet sweeps. I want to get people in space so that way they be open. So I'm looking at what defense I'm going after. I'm looking at how I can get multiple receivers open, how I can get my offensive line moving, and how I can get Justin Herbert the ball with enough enough space to get down the field. If you look at the success that we've had, I've had it with Josh Allen. I've had it in Alabama. I've had it here with New England. I've won five Super Bowl rings. I've won a national championship. That's because I know how to win when it's most important, and that is the two-minute on both sides of the, of the half.
3: All righty, thank you. Urban, back to you. Let's see what kind of answer you have. So you have little to no NFL coaching experience. It's a different animal up here in the NFL. How will you translate your college success to the NFL?
7: Tom, can I can I call you Tommy? Is that good? Can I call you Tommy? Sure. Um, Yeah. So I think. Sorry. Getting urban. uh, Getting Nick Saban headache there. Goddamn headaches. I call them the Nick Sabans. They're just goddamn headaches. Give me a second. All right. Sorry. What was your question again? Can you repeat that?
3: Yeah, sure. Um, how will you translate your college success to the NFL? I think that's pretty easy.
7: You're looking at him. It's Joey Bosa. He's my best friend. We talk all the time. Um, I love him a lot. I think he's going to lead the, lead our defense to one of the top defenses in the league next year. Um, and I just want to grab on his coattails and take him for a ride. Um, that's what I'm here for. I'm here to win games and Joey Bosa wins games. So. That's that's my answer. Next question.
3: Yes, he does. All right, Brandon. Next to you. So this defense has quite a bit of talent, in particular, former All Pro Derwin James and rookie standout Kenneth Murray, and of course Joey Bosa. Uh, what's your vision for this defense when everyone is healthy?
4: Well, I think you know the the first thing that we want to bring in terms of a defensive staff is you know creating confusion for the for opposing quarterbacks. As a former quarterback myself, I know how difficult it is to go up against. A defense that's always moving around and flying around and uh you know we'll mix in some three four fronts and we'll mix in some four three fronts and, and you'll know, we'll move uh whichever cornerback we draft in the first round because that's definitely a, a huge need for your team uh and have him cover you know whoever I want and kind of moving around like Jalen Ramsey does for me with the Rams and I think you know Derwin James is a, is a very valuable chess piece that you can bring off the edge you can bring in the middle you can have him cover deep and I think really just versatility and scheme and players is is the key to what I want to do defensively and what I would bring to this team.
3: Great. Thank you. Next up, Arthur. So the defense in Tennessee, which is kind of out of your hands as an offensive coordinator, has really struggled and your offense has always had to keep pace. What would you do differently here in Los Angeles as an offensive minded head coach to help your defense? Is it is a game plan? Is it the right defensive coordinator players? What is it?
6: Well, the first thing I would say is I have nothing to do with that. All right. Whatever they're doing on that side of the ball. I mean, I've talked to Vrabel about, you know, potentially your defensive guy. Defense hasn't been great. You know, come over here. Come with me. Ride my coattails for a little bit. But I would like to also say that I got my start defensively. I was a defensive quality control coach. I mean, I have seen both sides of the ball. But the one thing I will say is, hey, listen, my offense is going to be on the field for most of the game if you've watched anything of what I've done. So my defense is going to be the most well-rested defense that there is. And I mean, we won't be trading for guys like Desmond King that come in here and and screw up the locker room, okay? So we're going to have a better defense, mostly because our offense is going to be so much better. We're going to get leads on people. We're going to keep our defense rested, and we're going to dictate to them what they want to do.
3: Very nice. Eric, I turn it to you now. I'd like you to criticize our offense from last year. What happened? and how will you fix that
5: well that offense obviously doesn't have an offensive line when i if i come here i'll definitely make that my first priority as someone who is the only candidate on here with an afc championship chargers ring and a super bowl with the chiefs last year none of y'all have that kind of experience i know have my national line.
7: championship trophy at home i don't have it here it's not my office i got it back at home so yeah you God. can continue enjoy what's your ring all about go ahead
5: it doesn't. The rings don't have dust on that Chiefs ring doesn't have dust on it like yours does. But uh, I'll make sure to know that we have offensive line. And then I would also say the two minute drill was absolutely horrible. We're going to maximize practice and make sure the two minute drill is absolutely effective with this offense. And Justin Herbert will be reaching his ceiling within the next few years. We got to make sure we don't peak too early. The one reason why I don't have a '94 Chargers championship ring is because we peaked in the '94 AFC Championship and it went downhill from there. We, we will not peak too early with this Chargers offense. I feel like this Chargers offense peaked right about week four against the, the saints. After that, they just went downhill. Everything started to fizzle out with Anthony Lynn. This team
3: will not fizzle out under me. Very nice. All right, let's move on to our last set of individual questions. Guys, you're doing great so far. Here we go. Robert, hope your bacon is crispy and good for this last one. I want you to run me through a two minute drill on defense. You have Patrick Mahomes. Down five from the 25 with two minutes left. What is your overall approach?
8: Well, let's see. I would uh, definitely get the hell out of zone defense. That's for sure. Um, How about we blitz some people and blitz more people than just Joey Bosa or Derwin James? How about utilizing Inchena Nuosu every now and then rather than these 17 and 19 snaps that we had Gus Bradley doing? Uh, How about you mix in some confusions with some stunts? Put yourself defensively in a position where you can stay aggressive put yourself in a position where you can win i don't want to see patrick mahomes crossing that 50 yard line at all so got to stay aggressive on defense have to attack him i have a lot of experience going up against patrick mahomes in the biggest stage of the mall in the super bowl yes we lost but still i can figure out the right type of defense to contend with him two uh two times a year
3: very nice another defensive coach brandon so anyone who takes this job needs to have a, a great offensive game plan. That is obviously our focus with Justin Herbert. Now, now while we can appreciate what you do on defense already, we need to know that Justin Herbert is in good hands. So how will you ensure that our offense is in good position?
4: I think first and foremost it is you know, having that uh, constant communication with whoever I, d- I decide to be offensive coordinator. Um, you know, whether that be Shane Steichen or Shane Waldron, I love my Shane's Shane's are my best friends. Um, and I just think, you know, that constant communication is really key to building an offensive game plan. And, you know, it's been said a, a few times, you know, we got to pr- protect Justin Herbert. You know, he's the he's the engine that will drive this franchise. And frankly, you know, all, all those yards under pressure are great. But, you know, we would like those to come down and be able to protect him more often and, and be able to get those two minute drills in the end zone. Um, I just think, you know, there's a little bit of roster we reworking that we need to make happen here as well as putting Justin in the best system uh which I think you know I would feel comfortable with my quarterback experience uh and the coaches that I could bring in uh that Justin could be put in the best situation and really just got to feed Keenan Allen the ball man I I think you know 20 targets a game probably is good enough for me um you know you can throw the ball to Hunter Henry every once in a while if you want but I think Keenan Allen probably should be around
3: 2,000 yards receiving every single year I think that's pretty good that'd be a Interesting number there. I appreciate you uh, being able to figure that out if you can. All right. So I'll bring it back to Urban. Hope your headache's doing all right. So we've had two coaches under my tenure leave in less than five years due to poor performances, but it's never been because they decided to leave or due to health concerns. So your success affects my own job security now, and I, I can't be hiring a fourth head coach in just a couple of years. So how can I know I can trust you with this franchise? Well,
7: I think that's the uh, $12 million question. Um, and as soon as that check clears, I'll let you know about that because I'm, uh, I'm not worried about my health. I'm worried about winning football games. So um, what I'd like to talk about, because I know you have an agenda, but I'm, I want to I infuse myself into the culture. I want you to know what you're getting with me. Okay. And what you're getting with me is I'm really good at calling timeouts. You don't have to worry about me taking improper timeouts. Okay. I'm good at timeouts. So um, back to your question. As soon as that check clears, I will um, I'll get you that info. I'll get you my physical over there. Right, 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 right. Quick.
3: Okay. Sounds good. I'll talk to Dean. All right, Jason, how do you get this team over the hump when you never could yourself?
2: Uh, I mean, you look Dallas, 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 look, Jerry Jones. I, I love the, I love the man like a father to me. All right. One of my greatest allies. But he did interfere in the team quite a bit and didn't quite give me the vision that I wanted, right? You know, so if we have a more natural GM coach dynamic, I think we can set up the personnel well. Uh, I, I trust your drafting abilities, given you know the high profile talent you've assembled, you know, trade fifth aside. But uh, you know there there's been a lot of promise with this team, and I think you know, I think we can get it over the hump, you know, with Dallas, there was always, One or two things that went wrong, uh, you know, uh, primarily the defensive side of the ball. I think we can figure out the defense. uh, And look, you know, the offensive line, uh, that's a problem here. And I I did a great job in Dallas when it came to building offensive lines. And if you've got guys in the trenches, that's more than half the battle to me. Uh, So I I think that that's uh, pretty good. Uh, And, you know, hire me. All
3: right, we'll, well, we'll consider that. Thank you. Uh, Eric, good to see you back on Zoom. I thought you left and just curious if that's why you were bombing all your interviews. Um, can you tell me about your role in the Chiefs offense? What do you do? That's a good question. I'd also like to
7: hear the answer to this. And what do you do?
5: Well, I make sure everyone is doing their job. You got Andy Reid calling the plays. I sit back and make sure was doing their job. I make sure everyone is in formation, that the formation package is in there. And if, if someone needs a talking, I make sure I'm that guy that gives them the talking. During practice, I run everything on offense. I make sure we are running offense fully. I make sure we're maximizing our offense. We're making sure that we can be prepared for the next week. at the end of the day, all that matters is the next game. At the next day, you got to maximize your practice and make sure you're ready for the game. If you're not ready for the game, you're going to screw up. So my job is to make sure this team is ready. I may not call the plays, but you are ready for the play.
3: Okay. Speaking of offense, Brian. We're looking for innovation, so how will you maximize this offense?
1: You know, I've been sitting here, Tom, and look, I, I'll come on take a step back here. Uh, you and I are boys; we've been we've got the same agent, <laughs> we went to the same high school. I think if you look at what can make this team successful, it's really three things: it's relationships, it's success, and taking care of an opportunity to win. And we have the relationship down, so we won that one. Uh, look at success; I have five Super Bowl rings. Anybody else here have that? I don't think so. I've won both college, I've won both in the pros. And just look at the bills this year. I'm gonna read off some stats to you, Tom, I know you're a pretty smart guy. Uh, We have right now, 2020 season, bills, my offense, first and third down conversion, first and fourth down conversion percentage, second and total yards, fourth and passing touchdowns, second and scoring, fifth and completion percentage, third and passing yards per game, third and quarterback rating with Josh Allen, and second and points per game at 31.3. I can bring that to you guys. This Chargers team has such a high ceiling. Imagine what I could do with Justin Herbert. If I could do that with Josh Allen, you guys have a ton of talent that has not been maximized. I will go through and make sure every position is ready to succeed. You and me me both can make our high school proud.
7: Uh, t- uh, Tommy, can I jump in here real, real quick? I just want, and, and I want you to know, I also want to be a part of like ownership when I get in there. So, um, I have a question. I have a question for Dayball. Um, what happens? Like, I know, thank you for coming in at halftime at your game and kind of talking us through where you're at. Uh, what happens if you lose to Phillip Rivers today? What does that mean for your status as a coach, um, in the league? And, uh, I'll, I'll take your answer off there.
1: I I can do it on air if you'd like. To be honest, I think if I'm doing that, I'm doing that for you because I want to interview with you guys as soon as possible. And the faster I get out of here, the faster I can actually become your head coach. Uh, Second of all, Phil Rivers is my guy. I'd like to see him win. But let's be real. I'm probably going to win this game, so I can answer that offline.
3: So you're intentionally tanking this game so you can interview with me faster?
1: I am looking at the opportunities of losing. Gotcha.
6: <laughs> I want to say I'll never do a zoom call in the middle of the third quarter as long as I'm the head coach to do this football team. All right. That will never happen, COVID 19 or not.
3: You know, Is the pandemic brain, just brings up
6: strange
1: things. Brain, yep. I can multitask, and look at my team.
3: Gotcha. Well, Brian, I don't remember you much from high school. I was too busy playing Magic the Gathering. So I'll move on to Arthur now. <laughs> so Arthur, while well, you may have the QB situation figured out here in Los Angeles and at least two great weapons in Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler. You won't have that same offensive line you had in Tennessee, and you certainly won't have Derrick Henry. So what's your approach to this offense, given the different mix of talent here?
6: Well, let me just start by saying one thing. In my time in Tennessee, the one thing I have learned is to tighten up. You know, I mean, you need to tighten up the defense, tighten up the offense, definitely tighten up the special teams. I mean, all of that could be much tighter than it is right now. But I also would like to say that Derrick Henry wasn't Derrick Henry before I showed up in 2019, okay? I mean, everyone's seeing him stiff arm people into oblivion right now. But I would also tell you that before I got here, the most rushing yards he's ever had was 1,049. I think he put up 2K this year. So I would also say that the offensive line, if you're really watching the games, which unfortunately I have to do a lot, but I would say that it's not as good as people might think it is. I mean, and that's the great thing I would bring to the table is that The sum is better than just the collection of the parts. So I think that obviously this team has a lot of work as a former offensive lineman, like I've told you. I mean, there's a lot of work to be done, but the one thing I think that you guys were not maximizing was Justin Herbert's legs, especially in the red zone. We've been top two in red zone efficiency over the last couple of seasons. You're talking about going up against teams like the Chiefs. You better get down there. You better score once you get down there because not only do you have to come up with a good defensive game plan, you also have to be able to keep up so I would say that when you look at what Ryan Tannehill did, I mean, six rushing touchdowns in seven seasons as my in Miami. In the last two seasons, the last 28 games, really, he has 11 rushing touchdowns. So I think that all of those things will help the offensive line. All of those things will help the running back just because you always have to account for that other option. When Justin Herbert runs read option, for me, people yeah. are going to be afraid of him actually tucking it because he will do that. Not trying to get the prize possession hurt, but – if you have those legs, if you look like a six-foot-six Adonis, maybe just run out there, shoulder somebody, you know, knock out a linebacker, do what you got to do. And I plan to do all those things with Chargers. Tighten up. I, right
1: there, I, I could vouch for you. My guy does the same thing at quarterback, too.
6: Okay. But mine's Ryan Tannehill. <laughs>
1: right, if I, if I
7: mentioned Tim Tebow. Uh, I think I mentioned him earlier. He's pretty good at that, too. Hey, what about Easton Stick, man? He's okay. I like him. It's good. Nope. I'll keep him.
3: <laughs> and scene. Okay, everybody. Thank you very much. We are back to ourselves. Oh, Guys, oh God. God. Holy, God. Holy God.
6: shit. What oh. happened? Oh. <laughs> oh. oh, man. We didn't get that a single awesome. clap from Jason Garrett. I, mean. That's yeah, what right. I was waiting for that. I was going to
2: hire him as soon
3: as he, he clapped.
2: To be fair, to be fair, you didn't not tell me that we were out of character. So I'm going to go back in character and to all the coaching candidates were with us today give yourselves
6: a round of applause yeah. really really, really so you good. you gotta clap when it's good you gotta clap when it's bad that's the yeah. thing you know what was like you just throw the ball away on fourth down you keep if you're, not clapping,
1: if you're not clapping your asses what was the quote that you said Alex I was um, die no,
2: I said if you're I said if you're not clapping your ass it's sent packing <laughs>
6: <laughs> Packing or packing
3: uh, oh man that was fun boys yeah no I uh, appreciate you guys coming good. on um all of us have most, not all of us, most of us haven't really even met each other until just yeah. now. So this was great. So, yeah. for this to work as well as it did, that was wonderful. Thank you all for bringing you know your certain things. Um, I'll start with Lockdown. Can you guys give me your your Twitters and where we can find you and all that good stuff?
6: Yeah, I mean, my Twitter's Dan Talk Sports. Um, what else do you need?
3: <laughs> That's all you need, dude. <laughs> That's all you need. All all you need, need man.
6: Lockdown <laughs> LAC. I don't know. There we That's go. What I <laughs> Good luck finding a John's uh, at on Twitter. That's a fun one. Yeah, that's pretty brutal, dude. Oh, he's gone.
8: Well, it's uh... there. He is. (laughs) It's supposed.
5: You know when
6: you sign up for Twitter at twelve years old and then you never change your Twitter (laughs) handle? (laughs) Nineteen ninety, somewhere in there. Actually,
5: I signed up for Twitter uh, when I was twenty.
3: Don't tell people that. Yeah, I didn't. (laughs) I didn't have a social
5: life. Leave me alone. I was I, uh, playing Magic:
3: The Gathering. Apparently, I was trying <laughs> to make it at
5: biggest Charger fan, but it didn't. It didn't have enough characters. So it, it, it looks like it says it.
6: <laughs> yeah. kind of.
5: it looks like I it says it. at biggest Charger. If you put in my name, John Cagley, and it looks like it, the at is at
3: biggest Charger fan. to me. righty. and Chargers Brawl. How about you guys,
1: Dan? You want to take that one? Uh, sure. At Chargers Brawl is the handle for the uh, podcast. Uh, at Chargers Homer for me. Uh, I think that's it (laughs) and Jake Uh, I guess Jake is also on this pretty sure we all follow each
6: other too I know know.
3: for the
8: fans for the fans at JT Hefner
6: for the fans for the fans oh are we still recording this? yeah (laughs) dude
3: hey (laughs) don't stand up yet then Um, wait did
6: I get the job? <laughs>
3: <No>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
5: wait a minute. What was the outcome here? Well, who, yeah. won? Who,
3: who won? You know, it's gotta
5: be Urban Meyer. That's the best impression I've ever seen.
4: I feel like yeah, Arthur Smith. That Smith, was, Smith <laughs> um... my, it was the headache. My
7: justification is the headache would shift in and out of the uh the tone of my voice and my accent. So just leaned into it. That dude's a mess, though. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> I'm mad that
6: I got such a boring person. I was like, Arthur Smith, like <laughs> you were giving anxious. us facts. I was like, I was, like, Dude, shit, was, I was ready for all these awesome facts. <laughs> I didn't have anything else. Something I was trying like to. Dad's a billionaire.
5: I had a, I had a scene I was going to do, and then when I before I got on, I saw that the post that Eric B Me bombed the interviews. Like, okay, I got to bomb the interview now. I gotta, you gotta
9: you gotta got to. There you go. Sure. Got character. Got that character. Great
6: job. Sure. <laughs> sure. The modern day Daniel okay, Day-Lewis day day over there. There it is. Jake okay, oh you, crispy
8: bacon, though, with your wife. That was great, dude. I was trying to like, I had to find some reason to yell. On here, you know, I, I, I know my. I my hope my everyone watches the, the video
7: where you're just
4: dangling bacon. Yeah.
8: <laughs> they're probably like, What the hell is this fucking little thing? That's, yeah. going on? Uh, but, that's uh, a great thing to
4: yell about, man. Uh, bacon I mean, is always a something you can yeah
8: Does anybody else disagree that they're like, Bacon has to be like 100% fucking crispy or they don't yet. want flimsy bacon?
6: There you go. Uh, <laughs> flimsy. So my wife is also locked <laughs> up, so I mean, I could take a player out when they're not helping the team. You know what I mean? She can come out after. Oh. <laughs>
3: Oh man, Charger Chat, oh, where can fans find you guys?
6: Yeah, so you can check us out, Charger Chat Pod
7: on Twitter and Charger Chat P- P- Podcast on Instagram. I, I have two co-hosts that aren't, weren't with us today and one of them does the really good voices, so I had to step in for him and he would have been better at this all, all, in all honesty. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I really appreciate you doing this. Like, It's cool to like just interact on Twitter with all the fans and it's sure. just fun to see everybody coming together. I haven't experienced yeah. anything like this since becoming a Charger fan way back when, so I appreciate you guys doing this.
3: No, I mean, neither. It's awesome. And, you know, Stephen and Alex, I've still not even met you guys in person. Haven't met Jason either in person. So it's pretty cool to know you guys. Uh, Stephen, you usually are our host, so you can uh, take us out.
4: All right. Sounds good. Well, we thank everyone for uh, joining us today, especially Jason Garrett and his clapping ability. Uh, Make sure you follow us at Guilty as charged 17 uh, at Stephen I Hagelin at Tyler J. Schoon and Alex Landstorff 99. Uh, That'll do it for us today, guys, and we will see you next time. Hopefully, Philip Rivers is sealing up a win right now.
9: Goodbye. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply.